It is Monday, June 26, 2023, and welcome to episode 236 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debate shaking up America. I'm Lester Munson, NSI Senior Fellow, and I'm joined by Morgan Vigna, also an NSI Senior Fellow, and Jamil Jaffer, NSI's Founder and Executive Director. Today, we're going to talk about what the heck is going on in Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Pretty shocking developments over the weekend. I think all of our listenership has been paying attention to this. Essentially, uh, there was a near civil war in Russia as Yevgeny Prigozhin's Wagner troops marched on Moscow. They came within 100 miles or so of the city before uh, diplomacy, evidently from Alexander Lukashenko, the dictator of <laughs> Belarus, intervened, talked with Prigozhin and uh, persuaded him to end the rebellion, insurrection, revolt civil war, call it what you will. And, and I Mutiny. think Morgan's going to have some thoughts on what it was. Um, so I think there, there's a whole ton of issues here uh, to think about. Chaos in Russia uh, is, uh, does Putin actually have control of the country? What will other uh, leaders in the region, including Lukashenko and uh, the Chechen leader and other folks inside Russia think of his grasp on power? Is this the beginning of the end for Vladimir Putin? And also, what does this mean for the war in Ukraine? Russia invaded Ukraine 16 months ago. A lot of people thought that Russian troops were going to roll into Kiev. Now, instead, they're rolling in, almost rolling into Moscow. So just an incredible uh, turnaround of events in the last few hours. Uh, lots to unpack here. Uh, Morgan, I want to go to you first. What What are your thoughts about this? Uh, these amazing events we saw over the weekend? Yeah, this mutiny by Prigozhin is really makes Vladimir Putin out to be incredibly weak. It shows the cracks in his leadership and the limits of it. At the same time, though, if Putin wants to gain credibility, not only with his own military, but with his people, Prigozhin needs to find himself on the wrong side of the balcony with his head in time or within Red Square. I mean, this is Putin needs to set an an example here if he if he if there's any hope of maintaining and restoring his credibility at the same time if we look at what's going on in ukraine bombs are still falling in kiev over the weekend and so i think we need to maintain sight of that that there is still a war going on just because uh, a mutiny occurred over the weekend a short-lived one at that we still have people dying in ukraine russians are still killing ukrainians and now is the time where ukraine and zelensky really need to step up and um uh, maintain the the momentum on their counteroffensive jamil what are you watching you know i totally agree with uh with morgan i think it's a really important moment for the ukrainians and they need to surge forward the us and our allies need to provide them as much support as possible Now's the time to get those M1, A1, Abrams tanks in the fight. The British challengers, these Leopard 2s they've gotten, uh, not from the Germans, but the German tanks, uh, have been very successful in the battlefield. We need more of that. The F-16s we're training them on. The sooner those can get in the fight, the better. Um, you know, I think there's a real opportunity here with the Wagner uh, troops essentially off the field for some period. Uh, with Russian troops, potentially the morale potentially being being sapped away. You've got these convicts out there who have been conscripted, um, and they've got to be wondering, you know, is Putin really in charge? What am I fighting for here? If my own, you know, na you know, nation's people are, are marching against our capital, on my own, my own, the military that I fought alongside. So, um, this is obviously a, a deep concern for Vladimir Putin. He's got to be looking around at everybody around him, including all the oligarchs he made very rich, and saying to himself, "Are these guys getting the knives out for me?" And if so, Maybe he engages in a purge, and maybe it's that very purge that does him in. I agree with, with Morgan that he needs to take out uh, Prigozhin if he's going to be successful. It's going to be hard, but, you know, Vladimir Putin's got a penchant for Novichok, pushing people off of, of balconies, as, as uh, Morgan rightly said. So we'll see what happens. So uh, 
I totally agree with you guys on this. Uh, shockingly, I think we're all in, in similar places. Um, here's here, a couple of thoughts. I think uh, Putin is obviously in a weaker spot. We should be thinking about uh, in in the next few months, who is who is possible to replace Putin as the it's leader a, of Russia, whatever yeah. Russia looks like. Here's here's I, I'm going to say something slightly nuts. Add Alexander Lukashenko to that list of what? people who could end oh up running Russia going forward. Yeah, this is someone who already knows how to be an autocrat, already knows how to run a security state. He speaks Russian. He's basically Russian himself. Uh, the Belarusians are very close cousins of the Russian people. He's right there. He's the guy who cut the deal with Prigozhin. His his stock is rising rapidly. Put him on the list of people who could be running Russia. Also watch Ramzan Kadyrov, the Chechen leader. Uh, his guys had been fighting alongside Russians in Ukraine. He was taking the side <laughs> of Putin during the current chaos. So the, he's kind of the anti-Prigozhin. Keep an eye on him. I'm not saying he can run all of Russia, but but let's watch what he's At doing. Because there's, yeah, I, I, I don't, do you, do you really know that? I mean. No chance. Come on. <clears throat> Come no on. chance. Be serious. We also, we also didn't think Prigozhin and Wagner would end up marching on Moscow. We also didn't think once they okay. were marching that they would stop. We also didn't think Lukashenko would be the guy who brought peace to Russia. There's like a whole lot of stuff that we never predicted uh, that has happened just over the past weekend. So let's, let's have some humility and start thinking very broadly about what the possibilities could be for Russia. Remember, Russia is, aside from, we keep thinking of Russia as this, a, a component of the old Soviet Union. Russia itself is an, is a, uh, is a conglomeration of different groups of people and is insecure. This is a huge country, very different uh, um, cultures inside Russia itself. The the ability of Moscow to hold it all together is now in question. So pay attention to the periphery of Russia, whether it's uh, the war in Ukraine, whether it's Belarus, whether it's the Chechens or some other group that may decide they're going to make a run at things. There's going to be total chaos in Russia going forward. All right. And Morgan, I want I want to also get to you. You you had some thoughts uh, when we were talking earlier about Xi Jinping and what he thinks of this. Please share. Yeah, Les, that was some real outside of the box thinking there. Thank you. Um, Thank you very creative. <laughs> exactly. Like very far outside, like not on this planet outside the box. So uh, Xi Jinping and, and Russia. So look, I, I think the United States, as, as we've heard before, Biden has been very deliberate in telling uh, the, the Chinese not to deliver weapons uh, to uh, Russia for their war in Ukraine. I don't think Xi has not delivered weapons because Biden told him not to. I think he's he hasn't done it because he doesn't have the full faith and confidence in, in Putin and his ability to prosecute that war in Ukraine or frankly, Putin as a leader. I think uh, Xi has seen the cracks in the Russian system and he's very, he's not willing to make a poor investment. So I, I, I think we, we may see uh, a continuation of equipment such as jet engines, microchips, et cetera, continuing that flow to, to, to Russia. But I, I don't think the Chinese want to make a, a poor investment here. Jamil, do you want to talk about your views of the intelligence community? Well, look, I mean, I think I, I think there's been a, there's been a debate about whether we knew this was coming or not. Um, I think people aren't parsing the words quite right. I think the intelligence, the U.S. intelligence community made clear that they saw something happening. They didn't know what it was. Uh, they didn't think Prigozhin was going to do what he did, uh, not by any stretch of the imagination. No one could have. 
Um, and so all these people who are reading impressions um, into the intelligence community are not reading what the intelligence community actually said. They did brief the Gang of Eight, but just about Prigozhin, the fact that he was building up troops and that he was pissed off at Moscow. If you didn't know that from reading the, reading the Washington Post or the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, I mean, that's pretty much what they did also. There's nothing, no, no surprises there. So I'm not, I'm not buying the prescience that people are ascribing to the intelligence community that it's not even ascribing to itself. All right, folks, just a quick reminder, don't use any of our predictions uh, as investment advice. Uh, don't use it as gambling <laughs> advice. Uh, we we uh, are as wrong as anyone else in our predictions of what is going to happen in the near future. Okay. It won't be the Chechen leader. It, you never you, see. Don't it say would, that. No, will don't not. Say, be. That's don't ridiculous. That. ridiculous. Don't predict that. Do predict not it. predict that. Note uh, it. Our, you can bet right. on it. Jamil, that's enough. That's a wrap. Thanks to Brooke Aga Khan from NSI and Claude Jennings for the help producing today's episode. Please join us again on Wednesday for another episode of Fault Lines, the podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debates shaking up America. Fault Lines is also now up on YouTube, so check out our YouTube. podcast video on NSI's YouTube page. And if you like what you heard and saw, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 